The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is officially live in Ohio. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime and anywhere right here in Ohio with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with code CONTEST will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings has the best features including same-game parlays, player props, and more with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use code CONTEST to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CONTEST. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER 21 and over and physically present in Ohio. Valid one offer per first-time depositors who have not already redeemed $200 in free bets via pre-launch offer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See dkng.co slash oh for terms. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i am as always alex and i'm joined by dylan hi dylan hey alex i i got to see the moon this week it was very nice very yeah uh, it's very nice <laughs> um so yeah as many people well, no, uh, this past weekend uh, was the Hannah Kimura Memorial Show uh, matinee. Um, we feel like it would be a, a, we'd be amiss to, to not talk about it in some way, shape, or form, just as, you know, people who were fans of Hannah and then, you know, people who are fans of stardom and there was obviously such a big uh, stardom presence in specifically the main event. Um, so we're just going to talk about the show and about our thoughts on the show. Um, we're not going to like back and forth or anything. Uh, I'm going to go first, and I'm just going to get all my thoughts on Matinee out there, and then I'm going to hand things over to Dylan, and he's going to do the same. Um, yeah, in fact, I'm I'm going to mute myself so I don't like tempt myself to, to like just interrupt you every five minutes like I usually do. So go right <laughs> okay. ahead. Go right ahead. All right. Um, so I think... It goes without saying that the past 12 months have been a roller coaster for everyone when it comes to Hannah and our feelings on her and our feelings on the situation. And I think this show successfully made me feel all of those in one. You know, I 
the pro wrestling side of things was just this big celebration, this big showcase of pro wrestling. And it was something where it made me fall in love almost with pro wrestling again, because it was just such a fun, you know, three matches filled with references to Hannah, you know, filled with little nods to her with, you know, her favorite wrestler uh, winning the opener with her, you know, childhood friend winning the battle Royal then some of her greatest allies competing in the main event. You know, the the pro wrestling side of things was just this, you know, big celebration that had a smile on my face the entire time. And it really felt like the happy celebration that, you know, Kyoko had been talking about and has wanted us to feel about Hannah. And it was kind of like this showcase of, you know, professional wrestling is what Hannah loved. And she wanted us to, you know, be happy with pro wrestling again, uh, not to steal Ice Ribbon's catchphrase, but uh, yeah, uh, sorry. Um, and then things t- took the switch once the pro wrestling side of things ended. You know, once um, you know Kagetsu and Hazuki were gone, um, we had the videos that started playing, and I think this was when it, you know, the other emotions around Hannah came into play you know the initial kind of 15 minute video of her career was you know I don't think uh most people would have you know broke at that point you know it was a difficult video at times especially when it would like show Hannah as as a child and it's kind of like we know now what became of that you know happy kid um but I think a lot of us made it through that video and then they followed that up with the the ten bell salute. I think this was where, for me, things really came into into focus because you know you have this distraught Jungle Kiona uh, ringing the bell. You have Kyoko Kimura standing there with a photo of Hannah in the middle of the ring. And then after the ten bells, you know Hannah's music plays and she just gets this big standing ovation. And it was like in that moment that it really hit me that like she's actually gone because I feel like it's been easy to run from the fact that Hannah isn't here over the past year because we never got that goodbye. We never really got that, you know, that send off. Um, and I think the, the 10 bell salute was that send off. And it was the moment that it hit me that she really is gone. I think that was the first part of the show where I really just I couldn't control my emotions anymore. Um, and it just hit very hard, the, the 10 bell salute. And then, you know, they took it home with the matinee video of, uh, all of the wrestlers saying matinee. And I think this was where everybody really broke. You know, I think it was just so difficult seeing just this, you know, litany of people saying goodbye to, to Hannah. And it was so difficult, you know. Uh, seeing her friends, seeing her colleagues, uh, seeing all the people from around the world saying goodbye to her was so difficult. And, you know, it ending with Kyoko Kimura herself hesitantly saying goodbye to Hannah was one of the most powerful things I've ever seen in my life. And by this point, I was, I'm like, it's it was six in the morning, seven in the morning, maybe, in Ireland, and I was just like bawling <laughs> on on the sofa uh, at this point of of the show because this you know matinee video just completely 
rips your heart out. Like it's impossible to to watch it and not feel all of the emotions at all of these people saying goodbye to Hannah because you know, ten bell salute was what you know made me realize that Hannah was gone, and the matinee video was forcing me to say goodbye. Um, you know, as much as as horrible as that experience was. It was very needed because I wrote about this for for last word, but I think, uh, you know, the show as a whole just gave me that closure that I needed because it forced me to confront everything I've thought about Hannah over the past year, and it not only celebrated her, but it let us cry the way a lot of us needed to, and it allowed us to face the fact that you know she isn't here anymore, and it let us say goodbye. Um. And so I'm butchering this <laughs> because it's it's so difficult. But um, if you want maybe more like focused thoughts on the show, then definitely uh, you can check out the thing I wrote over at Last Word on sports. Um, yeah, I think just to sum up, it was everything I needed from that type of show. It made me fall in love with wrestling again, the way Hannah would have wanted. And it... You know, made me confront things that I, I had run from over the past year. Um, and yeah, I'll hand things over to Dylan now. That was a very lovely, uh, you know, I don't know how I'm going to follow it. Uh, so I, I put a, I put a lot of notes. Well, not a lot of notes. I put some notes um, that are kind of useless. I'm not going to lie because it's just, you know, random shit about the show that I liked. You know, um, the first match with all the, all the you know, male talent. Um, one of which was Hannah's favorite wrestler. It was really, really good. The, the Battle Royal was really fun. Um, 666 Crew was like the, the best thing ever, even though Andras isn't really a 666, whatever. I, I, I loved that part. And then um, Jun Kasai and, and Mika like tagging up and teaming up was really, really cool until Mika betrayed him because damn Sendai girls. Um, the main event, I had a lot of, of, of feelings about the both of them because um, Hazuki came back and we all knew Kagetsu was coming back. We saw her blogs. We saw her, you know, at the promotional things. We knew she was coming back. Uh, Hazuki was a last minute surprise that was um, dropped to us by Ian Riccoboni and um, the notorious CB. I know his name isn't notorious. It's world famous, but rock with it. Um, so that that's that's one element of this that that felt really nice because um and I've been talking about the show to everybody who will fucking listen over the past week um I felt a lot of a lot of relief and a lot of closure which is something that I don't really come across very often as closure I felt a lot of closure in the main event when it comes to Hazuki's career um obviously a show isn't about Hazuki it's not about Kagetsu it's about Hannah but Hazuki's retirement in 2019, in late 2019, was very, very difficult because it felt not forced, but it felt like a a negative. It didn't feel like a celebration of her career. It didn't feel like a happy, you know, end. Kagetsu's retirement felt a bit more positive, and her retirement road was a bit more positive. But Hazuki's was very, you know, out of the blue, very aggressive, very, you know, I'm not wrestling anymore because fuck this shit. And that really hurt, you know, because I was a big Kazuki fan. So her coming out and doing the dance that I know she hates, because uh, you could always see from the beginning of her in the Oedotai, the one thing that she fucking despised was doing the dance. Um, 
and she 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 wrestled and she did amazing and her and Mio Momono was incredible and like everything about that match was really really fun. Then Kagetsu versus Asuka was a a completely out of nowhere match of the year contender um that Kagetsu just decided to show up and have and I I love that because Kagetsu's the greatest wrestler of all time. Asuka is obviously incredible. Um you would think I'd be upset that they uh <laughs> they beat my two favorite wrestlers. Oh, in, in one night, like Chris Jericho, but I'm actually not because they're just so great and I, I can't even be upset. Um, I'm kind of rambling as I do because I, I it's hard to get to the last bit. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the video, like Alex said, I didn't necessarily cry to. Or I didn't like really like break down to because it was it was a nice video um, for me. I had serious audio issues, so I could barely hear the video and the video was like out of sync and everything. So I was just like I was enjoying it. But at the same time, I wasn't like gripped by it. I'll probably go back and watch it and it'll probably, you know, make me, you know, happy or sad or whatever is the proper motion to feel. Um, her as a child did definitely like sort of get me tearing up a little bit. And it was really, you know, just wild to see uh, her just throughout those years um because you usually see that one video or those two videos of her after kyoko's death match and her crying and where she won the the heavy metal weight championship and all that stuff um usually see like one or two of those videos but you see her like in random places hanging out with some other wrestlers kids you know when she's a young teenager her dancing like you you saw a lot that you don't usually get to see uh and it was it was nice um then uh yeah the the 10 count i am somebody who doesn't do well with those sorts of things in america for military families which i am um i'm a part of i i my grandpa um and a lot of my family were in the military so um a lot of funerals i've gone to have had the 21 gun salute um and this and that always made me cry from the second i was at the first funeral i ever had to the most recent one that always makes me very emotional um this is very similar with the with the 10 bell salute i i don't think i've gotten through one of these um whether it's a retirement or a death i feel like i i haven't gotten through any of these without tearing up especially when it comes to uh to the way they do it in japan because it's a bit different than like you know wwe and how they do it uh but in japan when they do the 10 count kiono's doing the 10 count Second, I saw Kiono, I, I started crying because it was it was a lot. Um, and then the way that the announcer, the announcer like recapped her entire life, he he started getting a little emotional. But the way that the announcer just belted out her name after the ten count really broke me because it's like you want to see her coming out of the corner, just like you want to see everybody coming out of the corner. You want to see. I wish this was a retirement instead of a, a memorial show because I don't know. I'm about to start crying and I don't like crying, but it it hurt that you can't see her come out of the corner for her last gong. And that is something that I don't know if it really even dawned on me at that exact second. Cause I was too busy crying my eyes out, but it's one of those things where it's like, you got to see, I get to see so many wrestlers retire on their own terms in, in Je- Japanese wrestling, and some of them don't, and that really sucks. But, you know, I I was so upset when Hazuki retired, when Kagetsu retired, when Tahima Kansai retired, when Leo retired, when everybody, when Arisa retired, but, you know, she 
didn't really have a say in that one. But I, I get so upset about those, and I get so upset at these, these 10 counts, but I wish that, that I could have gotten that. I wish that we could have gotten that instead of what we got. Um, and that, that really, it hurt. And especially Kiona at the bell, that really hurt. Um, then the, the Matanes, uh, man, just very, very random what would hit me very hard. Because uh, I was watching it, I was like, damn, this is this is a lot. Because it was, like I, like I was telling Alex before the show, it felt like they got every wrestler who has competed in Japan in the past 10 years to say uh, Matane, which of course means um, see you again. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be an emotional, uh, you know, speech if it didn't go with me uh, getting completely interrupted by Craig. But um, you got matinees from, from everybody who's ever fucking competed in Japan. Um, and so randomly did they, they affect me. Uh, start with Tajiri, who explained that it's like, oh, matane means see you again. Uh, whether it's in this life or another life, uh, you will you know, meet that person's spirit once again at some point, you know, in the future. Uh, but it, it was effectively, like Alex said, a goodbye for everybody to say to to Hana. Um, a lot of wrestlers, fucking Kenny Omega said shit, you know, I, I feel like if you name a, a wrestler, then they probably said things. Name a wrestler who has, you know, been to Japan or, you know, is, I don't know, it, it was, there was a lot, there was a lot of wrestlers. Uh, Specifically when I saw Layla, uh, because since TCS, she's sort of been disconnected from the situation in a way uh, since COVID happened. And, you know, we, we've seen her do great in AEW and be one of their best wrestlers there. And just like seeing her and just remembering like what she went through because she had left like two weeks before uh, any of this happened. She she left pretty soon before um, because of COVID, and just remember that, and then you know you see Bobby Tyler, you see uh, you see just a lot of a lot of people, and a lot of them made me cry, and I was pretty much crying this entire time throughout this video. Um, and then the last five, I want to say, that really broke me because um, you had Chris Wolf, who um, to this day I miss to death because I feel like she was just so great, and she lives happily in Norway with her wife. And I'm I'm very happy for her, but it's it's nice to see her. Um, and she's hugged the air, and that really broke me. Um, then there was Asuka and Hazuki, who both did their own, you know, goodbyes. And there was Kagetsu with a with a Penta appearance, which made me very very happy, just because I I love that dog that you know destroyed Pisan, um, for no reason, because the the dog is just kind of a dick, um. And it, that, that made me really happy. And then uh, the final matinee from Kyoko, uh, that really got me. Because my, my mom has ve been very adamant, and she's she's always, in, in my darkest of times and through anybody's darkest of times, she's always said that a parent should never have to bury their child. Um, and in, in any case, if, if they do, it is a miscarriage of, of justice, of, a miscarriage of life is not how things should work. Um, and just seeing Kyoko's face, like just that with that last goodbye, it really hurt because it just felt not right. Um, 
And yeah, af- afterwards, one thing that did make me very happy was seeing Kyoko, Hazuki, and Kagetsu sitting together, crying, smiling, um, just hugging each other as they, um, as they all three of them went to the back and the show closed um, with with two final matinees from the great commentators, uh, Ian Rigabani and Cheeseburger. So yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna need a second before I get into the Hazuki and Kagetsu post match. So Alex, if you have anything, um, I, I I need a minute. That's all right. Um, yeah, that was a lot. Um, I know, obviously these this isn't the point of it, but uh, I know there was a lot of audio issues throughout the show. Um, and so if people do just want to go back and like watch the matches without those, um. I believe the Japanese feed uh, had perfect audio, and this show is airing on Samurai TV. So there should be a TV version as well that has better audio, just if you ever want to go back and like relive the matches, um, and you know just laugh along to that battle royal. And uh, then you can there there is going to be a version with better audio out there, because um, yeah, it is. I assume Samurai TV's version will have good audio. And if you can get your hands on the Japanese version of the show, uh, which I think is going offline soon, then um, you can you can get good audio there too. Yeah, um, this was actually the first wrestling show I've paid for since uh, the um, Big Apple show in New York back a few years ago that Storm did. Um, I do not pay for wrestling shows. I um, have great friends uh, named time on tv and watch pro wrestling um and i also you know have vk and I, I i use other people's subscription services i literally am the most frugal person when it comes to professional wrestling <laughs> unless i am going to a show i don't want to pay for it like that's just how i am um or unless i'm getting a physical thing like if i give in a shirt whatever uh but i i wanted to add a bit more to the hazuki and kagetsu uh part so Hazuki tweeted, um, and, and it sort of like made me think about it. It's like, yeah, it's true. Uh, she tweeted about how, despite the fact that they spent more time at each other's throats and arguing, um, she felt this need to return to Hannah's memorial show. Um, and she, she brought up that she probably can't say a lot of things they argued about because some of them were very, 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 very terrible. Um, but they would fight on the tour bus. They would fight everywhere, but they loved each other. Um, and that sort of made me feel good because it's like, you could sort of sense that Hazuki might not have always been the most, you know, agreeable person backstage just from her energy that she's brought to everything ever. Um, but I, I appreciated that she came out of retirement for that one match. And after, after the show, um, I I promised myself I wouldn't get worked by this, but over time I've just said fuck it. I want to get worked by this. I want to have hope. Um, Hazuki said, "Well, Kagetsu first was asked like, hey, you guys did amazing. Um, y'all ever y'all ever gonna do this again? Like, y'all ever want to like come back? Cause like that'd be pretty cool." And Kagetsu's like, "Well, you know, I was set, I was planning on on my last match last year being my last match. I had this match because it felt very 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 important to me." And, you know, after that, maybe I should have more matches. But I'm not going to have any more matches. So don't get your hopes up. Um, I might come back and do some stuff in wrestling because I do still love wrestling. But 
I ain't gonna have any more matches. Just look at the. Then she she said a comment about um, look to the young wrestlers I trained in stardom for the answer or something. So, you know, that kind of leads me to believe that maybe she'll come back and start training again. Maybe she'll come back and start her own promotion again. Hopeful thinking, grain of salt. They are just fucking with us. They're they're sadistic <laughs> human beings who love to watch us squirm. Um, while they go radio silent and don't talk again for another five years, you know, like that—that's that's realistically what's going to happen. But you know, um, then Hazuki was like, "Well, for me, it ain't that easy because, like, I didn't—I never said that that retirement was my last match. I just haven't wrestled, and I—I I haven't had the need to wrestle. So maybe I don't know." And gets just like, "Damn, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> that's a—that's a pretty." <laughs> It's a pretty like ballsy answer, and she's like, "Well, I mean, you can't you can't say never on anything. Like, you know, like it's it's life. You know, life leads you in random directions. So we'll see how we'll see how everybody else does. We'll, we'll see we'll see how how the world reacts. We'll see how the world goes around. Uh, maybe maybe not. You'll have to wait and see." And I was just like, "Damn, I love these two human beings, but I actually despise them because I am I am now going to." I, I texted you and said, "This is my new Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, and I say that. <laughs> I say that because when I was younger, I was a very depressed child. Um, and the thing that would keep me going was that it's like, damn, Dylan, you can't just give up because you got to play Kingdom Hearts 3. Because that hasn't come out yet. That hasn't come out for another three years. You got to hang on for that because you know you want to see what the fuck happens. You, you want to see what the fuck happens at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. It wasn't a great game. Kingdom Hearts 2 is still a million, a million times better. And um, Momo Watanabe agrees with that. But this is my new Kingdom Hearts 3 is maybe one day uh they'll they'll come back and do some fun things that's 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 what's hold, that's what's got me holding on so um yeah that that's that's a little uh, a nice aspect of of the show we didn't even talk about a lot of like the actual in-ring stuff of the show konami was on her game death yamasan i miss death yamasan to death she like was like i want to say she's the best version of kiro yoniyama because obviously kuri yoniyama is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, especially when she was in her peak. But later day, Kaori was at her best with Death Yamasan. I think since then, the clown is is way better than it has any right to be. But I miss Death Yamasan so much. She was just, it was a whole nother level of just greatness. Um, like I said, Asuka did amazing. They are amazing. Um, you know, they've been hanging out in Seedling. Uh, yeah, uh, all, all around a great show. One of the best shows of the year. Uh, I, I always say that wrestling, the most important aspect of it, is emotion. Even though this was a emotion that I wish I didn't have to feel. And I wish that nobody ever has to feel it again. Um, I, I feel like it did its job of compelling emotions from me that weren't... They felt necessary. You know what I mean? Like you said, uh, it, it felt like it was what I needed. Uh and I'm not a firm believer in closure. I think closure is kind of a myth, low key. But this gave me as much closure as I should, as I could get, um, with Hana and with Hazuki in a weird way. Um, so I I am so happy that it happened. And yeah, great show. Everybody go check it out. Like Alex said, probably check out the Samurai TV version because um, the audio and the video will probably be at its best when it's on Samurai TV. Yeah, it's um, it'll be definitely be better quality. Um, for anybody who just wants to like go back and and rewatch the matches or whatever, um, and I I assume there'll be maybe different videos as well. Um, because Samurai usually does their own exclusive ones, so you know, you might even see 
a different show. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to stick on matinee much longer because uh, we do have a whole uh, host of stardom stuff to to do. Um, it's a great show, um, the perfect show. Uh, a lot of people would compare it to to I guess the Brody Lee Memorial Show that AEW did in terms of it just being a really nice send off. Um, yeah, it was it was perfect in in many ways. So you know, if you haven't watched it, or if you aren't ready to watch it, I mean that's okay. Um, but definitely check it out. I think you'll be a lot better afterwards. Because I don't think I would have made it through this uh, May twenty third Stardom show had I not watched Matinee. To be honest, because this May twenty third Stardom show is is a tough watch um, in some in some parts. But we will get to that later. Uh, first. As always, we start with the Stardom news, and there's actually a lot of news this time. Uh, so, Stardom has announced the lineup for the next uh, handful of shows. These are taking place in early June. Um, the most notable things are that uh, Saki Kashima is back. Uh, she is on all three announced shows, uh, which is really good. We'd obviously been kind of getting a bit worried about her disappearing without a trace, but uh, she is back now. And hopefully back at her best. Uh, Rena is also scheduled to be back uh, at the Cork and Hall show. Uh, so her and Hina are going to have their first round uh, Future of Stardom tournament match at that show. Um, presuming, obviously, she is fit to return because that's the only show I believe Rena was announced for. Uh, the other uh, lineup news was that uh, Kagama is returning on these next set of shows. So they aren't holding her debut off for the rescheduled Ota Ward show. She will be uh, working some matches before that. Mm. Um, and also, Riho is back in America. So um, our thinking that she might be the ex in Stars is um, now incorrect, unless. No, like, I, don't think, I don't think there would even be a, an availability because it's 14 days. So yeah. Um, that's also a sort of point, not really important, because, you know, she hasn't been around, so it's not like it's really changing anything, it's just changing our speculation. But, yeah, uh, that'll probably be, good, be a good match, but that's besides the point. Um, another bit of news is that uh, Himeka is injured. Um, she wasn't on any of the shows that we reviewed. Uh, she isn't on the next three shows. Uh, she will be back, however, or she's scheduled to be back for toward. Uh, where she will be in the semi-finals of the Cinderella tournament. Um, so, you know, get well, Jumbo. Yes, get well, Jumbo. I, I have a feeling that it's more just like a, you know, lingering thing, where it's like, oh, I don't want to make this any worse than it, it could be, mm-hmm. uh, more so than anything, because usually with these injuries, usually it'll be like, oh, well, I'll be back at some point, um, which is always very worrying. But I think that, the fact that it's like, no, I just don't want to re-injure it before my big, big match um, at Odaward. I think that's probably the sparse way they could have gone about it instead of just her sort of like, you know, fading into the background of matches so that she doesn't get hurt. It's probably best just be safe than sorry and just keep her off the shows entirely. Indeed. Um, another bit of news is that, um, well, this isn't news so much as a uh, potential worry. Uh, the speculation is that the state of emergency will be extended until the 20th of June. Um, uh-huh. If this were to happen, I, I, it kind of depends because I know a lot of the big venues are being used as like vaccination centers or 
Uh, I believe uh, Xavier said that um, Ota Ward is a pop-up hospital. Um, so if the state of emergency is extended, then Ota Ward may stay being used as a pop-up hospital. And uh, obviously Gaiaism and Stardom wouldn't be able to go ahead. Um, other venues will presumably still be open unless they change their restrictions uh, on live events. But uh, we just have to wait and see on that. But yeah, the, the state of emergency may extend. Um, we don't really know if it's going to cancel the shows. because This Cinderella tournament is never ending, bro. It will, it will never end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think if it gets extended, they'll probably just end it at a... That Corkin on the eighth, they can just reshuffle. Yeah, but you know, it's it's man. Gaiaism is never happening. <laughs> that is just yeah, no. the most cursed show ever. I feel so bad for Nagayo. Um, but uh, we just... maybe maybe the world is just like waiting for Takumi to be ready because they don't want a Gaiaism without Takumi. Yeah, I know Scott has joked about me to yeah. I can't speak. Uh, Scott has definitely joked about that. He's like, if Takumi was an X and Marvelous, uh, she will be by the time this show happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, another uh, bit of news here is the uh, potentially juicy uh, There's a New Stardom World intro. Uh, I don't know if you noticed. Uh, oh my god. The wrestlers featured are Utami Hashishita, Siri, Azumi, the Cosmic Angels, Sayakamatani, the MK Sisters, Mahime Poi, and Julia. If feel okay, like when I first heard people upset that Momo wasn't in it, I was like, whatever, bro. Like, yeah, you're probably overreacting. They specifically picked single shots of every member of QQ except for her and Hina. Like, they couldn't have just put Momo as as one. Like, that's the thing is that it's like it it it. Obviously, I'm not one of those people like conspiracy theorists that's like, oh, they have it out for Momo, but like. That's like fucking like that's funny how like just blatantly absent she is. Like it mm-hmm. feels it like it feels like it was an orchestrated thing. <laughs> like it, it it like obviously I don't think it is, but like it is so specific that she's not in it. Like it feels like they went around her. You know what I mean? It's not like they just forgot about her. Like they. They made sure that, oh, well, Tommy's going to be by herself. That makes sense. Um, Azumi? Nah, we don't, we don't need her tag partner. Um, Saya? Yeah, she, 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 she's a star. She's a star by herself. Yeah, there's another one, isn't there? No, whatever. Like, <laughs> like it, it's so funny how, like, blatant it looks. Even though, again, I am, Rossi tweeted something about this, about Momo, where he's like, I f- still feel like Momo is very, very much a 21-year-old or a 22-year-old. She's still very, very young, and she has kept her innocence, and she is ve- still he still perceives her as, you know, one of the younger talents, even though she's only, like, a couple years younger than Ut- Utami. So I sort of figure that it's like he just sees her as a future thing more so than a current thing. Um, so I don't necessarily think see it as a lot of people see it as like oh well you just fucking hate momo because she isn't perfect and it's like no i don't think it's that deep but if you watch this intro video it kind of feels that deep (laughs) (laughs) i'm surprised that uh, more people aren't mad about a way to tie being completely absent i think that makes sense in there 
I think that makes sense because it's like it's like know. their anti-establishment. Like half the time, I don't expect them to like come out for like the like any like pre-match like like for the Cinderella tournament when everybody came out. I sort of expect them to just like not come out because fuck stardom. Like isn't that their entire point? Is just yeah. like no, I don't want to because fuck stardom. Um, and I think that's a very stupid trope because I feel like it's really overdone. That's like this anti-establishment heel. It's like who cares? But I guess they sort of just stick to that. Um, even though it is sort of weird that Oedo Tai and Momo are just completely absent. Like, 100%. And mm-hmm. then half of the roster gets their own individual slide. But, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, even Mayu didn't get her own one, but I feel like that's just more on uh, how much they like Starlight Kid than uh, a slight on yeah. Mayu. Um, exactly. Don't, don't you worry, folks. Julia got her own section. Julia. At the end. Got her spotlight because she is uh, the future ace. That, is the yeah. current ace, to be honest. Um, that should yeah. be Tam. Like I feel for her because it's like it's like yeah, the world champion starts it because of course she does. She's the world champion and the tag champion ends it alone. Because you know where we care. <laughs> like, and I'm not even a big Tam guy, but I was just like, damn, like <laughs> that feels like a slight. Or even on Shuri. Like, Shuri is doing way better than Julia is right now. <laughs> Julia is the ace, my friend. That's how it goes. Yeah. Ace shit. Um, yeah, that's enough fucking around. Uh, we have been recording for over half an hour, and we haven't even gotten to the review. And so, let's get it's into okay. this. Uh, the first show to review was on the 22nd of May. This is in the uh, Tochigi Bunka Center. Uh, they drew 196 fans. Uh, in the opener, Tam Nakano beat Lady C. Uh, I didn't really like this. It was weird. It felt like Lady C was like afraid to hit Tam, so she was like, her forearms looked like she was going full force, and then the last second she just like pull up and barely tap Tam. And I was like, we've seen Tam get the the shit slapped out of her. Just beat her up. <laughs> um, yeah. But Lady C didn't, and uh, it it wasn't very good. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of this one. Um, Lady C is tall, though, so you know. Yes. Um, the next match on the show, then, was uh, the Wader Tai team of Fukigan Death and Konami uh, beating the Queen's Quest team of Azumi and Hina. Uh, I only watched this a few days ago, but it made absolutely no mark on me. It was fine, um, as most of the matches across these two days were. Uh, yeah, it was whatever. Very forgettable. Uh, Hina got her ass beat by a literal clown in the middle of her home t- hometown. Imagine how that feels. That that man, like I know it's wrestling, but that that, that just would feel like wrong if I were in that. Like I would, I would, I don't know about that. Um, what the only point of interest of this match is that Azumi and Konami did one of my favorite Azumi spots, where Azumi goes for the triple jump arm drag and just gets her head kicked off. Usually she does it with oh, yeah. Momo. Konami did it and it looked great. Uh, so I thought that was absolutely dope. Uh, other than that, basically nothing. It ended with a really bad roll-up from um, Fukigen, which is not a normal thing for her to have a bad roll-up, but she is sort of like, she went for like a, a schoolgirl, but then she also just sort of like laid on her, and then she like fell, and it was just a pin. It it, it wasn't a, you know, I'm I'm very nitpicky about the, the near-fall type stuff, and it just didn't look good. Uh, but it was inoffensive. It was an inoffensive Oedo time match, so I can't complain too much. Indeed. Uh, the next match on the show, then, was the Donadel Mother team oh. of Natsupoi and Siri against the Cosmic Angels team of Mina Shirakawa and Unagi Sayaka. 
Um, pretty much start? promo for this was the most I've ever liked Unagi and Mina. They were yeah. so fun. Because <laughs> Mina was like, oh yeah, we're, what, it's like Unami tag. And Mina... And no, 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 like... no, no, no. It was very specific. I- I'm going to cut you off and I'm going to say this myself. Okay, all right. <laughs> because... My my the first note on this literally says heartbreaking. The worst person you know just made a very good point. Um, so so yeah, Mina starts things off by by calling the team Mina Una Tag, and she's very into that name. She keeps repeating it. And Unagi's like, "Is that is that our tag name?" And Mina's like, "Yeah, Mina Una Tag. I could just say it. Like it, it's such a fun thing to say. Like you know, Mina like she's like keeps repeating it. And Unagi just sort of like looks smiley. She's like. Nah, bro, I ain't saying that shit. That's stupid as hell. I ain't doing this. <laughs> that ain't. That is not our name. <laughs> and Unagi's just like, nah, this, nah, we're not doing that. Nah. And I was just like, damn, she gets it, because that is a very terrible name. Like, damn, I actually agree with Unagi. It, it it hurt, but it also, you know, I can't be. I can't be. Um, what's the word? I can't be a compulsive contrarian, as they say. I, I can't I can't hate everything that somebody I don't like does just because somebody I don't like does it. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Uh so yeah, Unagi said, Nah, bro, I feel foolish saying that. I ain't saying that shit. What the fuck? <laughs> and then Mina's like, okay, we'll find a new name. And then Natsupoy <laughs> picks things up in her promo and says they are going to beat the Shira Una tag, which is somehow a worse name. Then the one Unagi called fucking stupid. Like, like they're like, you know what? No, we're gonna we're gonna go for a worse name. I don't know, like where Shira Una came from, but it's just funny that that it went from Mina Una, which is already a fucking terrible name, to Shira Una, which is an even worse name. And also, Shuri and Poi are eating dumplings, and they they are very wholesome. I yeah, love Siri, this. Siri was so funny. She was like, I will beat them with dumpling power. And then Poi took the dumpling off her and her eyes just got huge. And she was like, yeah. hmm. And I was like, what is happening? Notice notice that the two people who have been recorded to um, eating a ton of dumplings on the show won their matches. Maybe dumpling power is real. Yeah, maybe. Um, speaking of the match, uh, I actually kind of liked it. Um, yeah. I was very critical of Unagi and Siri in the Cinderella, but for some reason they were like they had a really really good exchange in this match, and I was like, where was that in the main event of Corkin? Because uh, they worked really well together in this one. Um, and yeah, overall, this is probably the best two on two tag I've seen from Mina and Unagi, which yep. isn't saying a lot given that they were in there with Poi and Siri, who are like two of the runaway MVPs in Stardom. But um, I mean, fair play. I feel like Unagi really kind of won me over on these two shows and that she was very entertaining. And uh, she seems to have just really come out of her shell, so hopefully she continues that going forward, because she did have a, a good two shows. Um, I'll start here with a pretty good match. I wasn't crazy about her match on the Kofu show, um, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, I, I actually noted in this in, in this match that I actually thought all four of them did a good job. Which is probably the first time I'll say this about a two-on-two Cosmic Angels match. Usually, it feels like, oh yeah, Shuri and Poi had an amazing match against Cosmic Angels. But I feel like this one was actually like a, yeah, I enjoyed what all of them did. Mina got in and started doing some stupid submission stuff, which I will never not make fun of because you're good at some things, but that is not one of them, Mina. Please stop. Um, 
But overall, I thought this match was really, really good, and I think all four of them did incredibly well. Uh, Natsupoi is obviously the star of basically every match he's in at this point. Um, I'm very happy I did not watch that Mahime Poi versus Cosmic Angels 30-minute match because um, I came out of this very high on basically everybody in that match, and if I had watched that, I would probably go into this being like, these are the worst wrestlers I've ever seen. <laughs> so I'm very happy I didn't watch it, um, and I just have this as my jumping off point for the week, because this was really, really good. Um, Shuri ended up winning with a island driver, which I was not expecting, or a, a Emerald Flosion, whatever you want to call it. Uh, which I thought, wow, that's a, like, she has a good looking fucking, that, that's a good move. She should use that. And then, you know, her and, her and, um, her and, uh, Oh my god. I almost called fucking Julia Akira. Damn. Oh, <laughs> wow. That, wow. No, but her and her and uh, Julia could both have classic 90s, uh, you know, finishers that murder people's necks, and I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, she should use that more often. And she should call it the Island Driver, or the, you know, Emerald Flosion, instead of the Flame Drop. Because, I don't know. Yeah, that's bad. Very bad. Very bad, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, you know what wasn't very bad, though? Uh, Queen's mm. Quest versus Stars. Oh, uh, of course. Momos, Momosai and Itami beat Hanan, Mayu, and Starlight Kid. Uh, you don't need us to tell you. This was very good. Um, yeah, that's it. Was Momo, a... Momo was on her game in this one. L- last week, I said that Momo just sort of felt like she was just existing in her matches. And even she said that on Twitter. She's like, yeah, I, I have not... Those three matches, I had no feelings about. I was so just disillusioned in this weekend. I'm sorry. She literally tweeted that. So um, I think she decided, you know what? I just had a shit ton of dumplings. I had my I had my ponytail <laughs> up, which is always a good sign for Momo, um, because she murders people with her ponytail up. And she just decided that she was gonna hurt some people. Um, and that people was Hanan, because of course it was. You gotta beat the shit out of the hometown hero. Um. <laughs> She just like as soon as her and Hannah got in the in the ring together, she just started like just pushing her around and just kicking her. And I was like, "Damn, like that's like I, I, that's a bit much, Momo." Like I didn't like it was just like really immediate. Like, she was just like, "Nah, I'm I'm fucking done with this shit." And she just beat a child up. Um, then her and Mayu had some good stuff because, of course, they did. Um, then Mayu and Utami got in there. Uh, Mayu sold her ass off for Utami. I remember Utami did like a pretty not bad looking drop kick, but not like a particularly good looking drop kick. And Mayu find a wo- found a way to bump on her neck for it. And I was like, okay, go go ahead. Like that was a, that was a bit much, but like you do you, bro. Like that looked great. <laughs> um, and then on the other side, I think. Hannon was really the, the star of the show on that side. She's really been giving it her all lately. She's very much been like you can notice how hard she's working, especially in these matches that fall lower on the card or higher on the card, I guess, you know, closer to the end of the card. Um, she really works her butt off, and I really appreciate that. And I think that she really is um, trying to make up for the lost time she's gotten because of injuries and because of, you know, it's like uh, just random gaps in her wrestling. Uh, career. I think she's really trying to make up for that and prove that she can step into that role that um, Gory Chan, Saida, we miss you, love you, come back soon. Um, she's really stepping into that place uh, that they need her to in Stars. So I thought she really did great. Um, she ended up losing, though. Saya hit her with the Star Crusher, and QQ got the dub. Indeed. 
Um, yeah, you ended in more detail than that on that than I was going to because I figured everybody uh, oh, yeah. has seen the stars versus QQ tag and uh, they know how good they are. Um, but that, with that, we're on to the main event. Uh, Crazy Bloom of Julia and Micah beat Natsukotora and Roka. Uh, this was surprisingly a letdown. You know, Julia works well with both Roka and Natsukotora, um, but this match was mostly Micah and Roka. Uh, so it was kind of just not very interesting. Um, and I feel like the, the away to tie attacking before the bell thing is already so old. I'm so over yeah. it. It's such a lazy trope that instantly tells you nothing fun is going to happen for the first like five minutes of the match. Um, it's a real disservice because once this match did get going, like there was a lot of fun stuff. Uh, Julia and Rocca obviously did really well together in their short stints. Um, but you know, between the the lazy start and then the focus on you know, having Micah and Rocca go at it, which is easily the least interesting pairing you could have gotten the match um it just never really hit the highs for me that i expected um you know i, I understand that they probably do just want to give uh ruaka some minutes because you know she was in the ring a lot and uh obviously that's only going to benefit her getting that sort of experience in the ring um but it definitely was at the uh it definitely sacrificed a bit of match quality there because uh i feel like tora would have been a much better opponent for, for Micah. Yeah, I started watching this one. I got five minutes in, and I was like, okay, this is a Oedo time match. I checked the time, and I see that I had 15 minutes left, and I got mm-hmm. mad. Because I was like, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, you've got to be joking. Like, it went 17-something. Yeah. Like, 17. I want to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It went 17, and I'm just like, dude, this... I get it's the main event, but it does not need to... And I know that, like, you know, the complaining about time is, is sort of stupid to a degree. Because it's like, you know, oh, you get mad if it's two minutes longer. Who cares? It really doesn't matter. But in this case, it's like Ruka has been proven to have incredible six-minute matches, eight-minute matches even. Like, she's been she's had incredible matches under ten minutes. Um, that, like, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't try to push her and, you know, get her to a longer match but dude it just wasn't it, it wasn't necessary here you know you could have swapped this with the semi-main made the semi-main a bit longer and it would have just been a th- better show you know what i mean like it, it just simply would have been a better layout of show but i don't know i get that they're really trying to put over micah and micah does feel very very over she feels very very strong she has this really incredible aura around her as of late um you know the fact that she hasn't lost uh, a match in what, like two months is really incredible. Um, same with the fact that she just was on the cover of shoe pro. Um, she's, you know, probably going to be in the final of the Cinderella. It's, she's definitely looking really, really great, but this match as a match was just not fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, the most entertaining part was, uh, Micah, uh, bragging about being on the magazine so um she was she was like oh yeah me and siri or me and julia were teaming today we've both been on the cover of the magazine like on our own and uh in the post-match promo then uh natapoi had the magazine and was holding it up for her yeah <laughs> and i just thought it was so funny because uh micah was just so happy it reminded me of when uh utami was like carrying her cover around and was just like look look i'm on the cover 
Um, yeah, and it's it's also funny. Yeah, it's also funny because Julia is kind of a a jealous asshole, and she went. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> my dogs get really upset when I call Julia a jealous asshole. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> um, I'll be right back. <laughs> the perfect timing. Um, I didn't even know what he was going to say. I didn't think Julia was that bad. She just kind of no-sold it. She was like, yeah, no, we both been on the cover now. Congrats. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I don't know where he was going to take that. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll say something funny when he comes back. Who knows? Okay. I'm back. Hi. Hey. How Julia. <laughs> Julia is a jealous asshole because when she got when she was on the cover, she was like, "Yeah, I'm on the cover. What up? Look at me. I'm awesome. I'm cool." And then Mike gets on the cover, and she's like, "Maybe we should aim higher for the than the cover, you know? Like maybe like like she was like talking down to him. It's like, damn, like just because you ain't on the covers anymore, now you're like, oh well, that ain't that big of a deal. We should aim high. Like, man, kind of a dick. This is your friend, but you know. Yeah, Julia's funny. Um, but yeah, I think that's that show. Uh, we can move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, I, I have no notes for the next one. I watched it in a... Um, I, I sleep-watched it. So I only remember certain beats of it. Um, I'll probably go back and watch it again. Some of it, at mm -hmm. least. Because I, I, I want to I wanna watch the main event more than I got the ability to. But, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I only watched this today, so it's still fresh in the mind. Uh, so it's all right. Um, so this was the show on uh, May 23rd. It was at Kofu. Uh, they drew 287 fans, uh, which is a lot less than I had projected. I thought they'd be aiming for like the 500 region, uh, given that they were doing uh, Julia versus Mayu. Um, but I feel like they sold almost as many tickets as they could. They didn't really have that many seats set up. So um, yeah. that's just how that is. Um, the show started with a moment of silence for Hannah. Um, I think Julia very visibly was struggling to keep it together uh, during it. Um, and they played Hannah's or TCS's theme after the moment of silence. And uh, I was very much not okay <laughs> at that because um, it's been so long since I've heard that theme. Um, but yeah, it was a nice moment uh, and really kicked off the, the show because the theme of the show almost was, you know, stardom getting to pay tribute to Hannah in their own way. Um, and we'll mention some of the other little references that they got in throughout the show. Um, but in the opener, we had Micah beating Hina. Uh, this is a really fun six-minute match. Like, they worked really well together. Um, very, you know, the technical wrestling, I think, especially was of such a high level. Um, and usually I'm not, like, a technical wrestling fan. I usually just kind of turn off my brain at those parts. But I think they really kept it engaging. And uh, yeah, Michael um, won. I was I was super excited to see this because I've been waiting for the singles match. I, I thought it was going to be great. Uh, the pre-match where Hina was like, yeah, you know, I'm wrestling, blah, blah, blah. I'm sick of fucking losing. I'm going to beat her today. <laughs> and then she lost. Um, <laughs> I, I just found it funny how, how, like, how just, like, Lance Storm she was about it, where she's like, I am very tired of losing. I am going to win today. Thank you. Amazing. <laughs> And yeah, she lost. Um, it was a really good match. A lot of judo stuff early on. 
I'm a big fan of the standing judo stuff, especially um, where they're trying to sweep sweep the leg, as you will. Um, and yeah, I appreciate it. Jesus Christ, hold on a second. Okay, uh, it's 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 not a normal uh, Stardom Quest episode without Dylan uh, getting interrupted uh, by those around him. Um, I don't know what else he was going to say, but we're moving on to the next match uh, without him. Uh, so this was uh, the Stars team of Hanan and Starlight Kid against uh, Lady C and Unagi Sayaka. Uh, Lady C and Unagi Sayaka gave themselves the name of the uh, Suten Kakus, uh, which is apparently a local landmark, uh, playing off of Himeka and Lady C being the Tokyo Sky Trees, um, because that is apparently a, a landmark in Tokyo. So uh, Lady C now has two similarly tall tag team partners with uh, very fun tag team names. Uh, this pre-match promo, again, was really funny. Again, Unagi was on her game, really out of her shell. Uh, Lady C was like, yeah, I've lost the Starlight Kid three times. And Unagi was like, three times? Three? <laughs> she was so shocked. And Lady C was like, yeah, yeah, it's three times I lost. Um, and Unagi just couldn't believe it. Um, and then they did the... When they signed off, uh, they were ready delicious. So... They mix together their uh, their catchphrases um, because they are both off their fucking head. <laughs> like I have no idea. Yeah. They were just, I am ready, delicious. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> when did you know you like, like become a crackhead? I need to know. I mean, she's always like, I'm not gonna make any any jokes, but like you could see in her eyes that she's 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 different. Um, but yeah, it, it was really funny. I feel like Lady C's like. I'm going to be an individual, but also please help me. Like that like that feels like her, her entire character where she's like, I am a strong, tall, independent wrestler. Well not independent wrestler, independent woman wrestler. Um, but also please help me because I cannot win a match. I need your help. Please. Like that that seems like it's, it's her it's her entire gimmick. Um where it's like she doesn't want to like join any specific factions. She wants to, you know, t- tag with, with Jumbo, she wants to tag with Unagi, she wants to tag with everybody. Um, but at the same time she's like Please help me. I, I need help, please. Um, and I, I didn't mind this match. Uh, I said that I wasn't a big fan of it, but I didn't mind it. Um, Kid is wearing an all-pink mask in honor of Hannah, and that was really nice. Um, it, it brightened my day when I saw that uh, on her Twitter that she was wearing a, a pink mask, and I was like, oh, that's nice. So, yeah, it was, it was it's a nice-looking mask, and um, it was a fine match. Yeah, I I thought it was better than I was expecting. You know, it wasn't like a really good match, but it was better than I thought. I think Unagi and uh, Hanan actually did a lot of good work. Um, I feel like they got me excited for their singles match just based on their interactions. And oh, yeah. uh, I mean, Kid and Lady C uh, work well together as well. So I feel like there was there was definitely some elements to this that I didn't enjoy, but I think overall it was better than I was expecting. And um, I think Unagi is really, you know, her and Hanan did some good stuff, and I feel like if Unagi has uh, found her her kind of calling here, then uh, she could become a highlight of the roster based on just how well she performed across the Bro, past two tag matches. Was I dreaming this, or did Hannon just start beating the shit out of her outside of the ring after the match? Oh yeah, they were going out. They were fucking <laughs> killing each other. Like, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that, because, like, uh, Kid pinned... Uh, Lady C and neither Unagi or Hanan gave a shit because they were too busy trying to rip each other's hair out on the outside. It was great. That is dope. I'm I'm upset that the way it's looking, um, Unagi and Mina are just going to be the finals, which 
you know, um, but I think that it's pretty, you know, I thought this match was pretty fun. I think that Unagi definitely is. I, I always hesitate to say po- to say positive things about Kozen because I feel like it's a bi-weekly thing where it's like every other week they just do incredible things, but then the other week they are just, oh my god, yeah, you know, like you know, like so, like I'm I'm hoping that you know Unagi is you know breaking away from the sort of like uh just repetitiveness that she sort of got lost in and i'm hoping that she is definitely falling into a more entertaining role uh because like i think about it back in the day a few months ago like january she was getting her ass beat by mayu and by julia and that was like one of some of the best wrestling of the year and then after that i was just like please i never want to see unagi again because this is fucking terrible i'm so tired this is so boring and now you know she's she's been doing good this week too so i don't know if if it's I feel like I I always get like my hopes up. That's like, oh, maybe she's getting banned. She's continuing to do exactly what she used to do. But you know, um, you have a point that these two matches were definitely a a brighter side of Unagi. So um, good for her. I'm happy for her. I'm proud of her. Um, I'm gonna give her props where props are due. That's fair. Um, yeah, I can understand the hesitation because I do understand the Cosmic Angels as a whole, um, are kind of inconsistent. I feel like Tam is obviously the most consistent because she just gets in there and uh, tries to channel Shibata and uh, smacks the shit out of people. Um, that felt yeah. wrong. You should not have said that. That, that <laughs> I like my, my, oh, like <laughs> I, I am physically cringing right now. Like, I, again, I'm not even like an anti-Tam guy as much as I make jokes about being an anti-Tam guy, but oh my God, that like hurt to hear you say. Like, I, I physically do not feel right now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That was uh, that was the response I was I was looking for, <laughs> so uh, thanks. Oh, um, but yeah, as much as Tam is consistent, uh, Mina and Unagi definitely fluctuate around her because there are weeks where I'll be like, oh yeah, like Mina did really well here. I I really like Mina, and then the next week I'm like, oh she's terrible, and then yeah, the next week I'm like, oh Unagi's really good here, and then she'll like shit the bed like she did against Siri. Um, so watch me get very excited for Unagi versus Mina to to be the final of that tournament, and then they just absolutely stink it up in the in the final. Um, oh no! Yeah, praise where praise is due. She was good on these two shows. Um, I do think she still needs some more moves because there's only so many times that I can see her uh, lift people up and drop them on their face before I'm like, okay, what what more do we have here? But you know, she's making it work. Um, the next match on the show then was uh, Momoa's beating Natsuko Tora and Raka. Um, Uedo Tai attacked before the bell because water is wet. Um, and yeah, this is one of those matches where things did get good. And I thought Azami especially worked really, really well with uh, Raka and Natsuko Tora. Um, I yeah. thought Momo was a bit off in this match. Maybe that's just me, but I thought her and Tora were like really click in this match. Yeah, um, see, I don't remember any aspect of Momo in this match. That's what I mean. I slept watch this. I remember only Azumi, like pretty much. Like, yeah. oh yeah, Azumi did this, Azumi did that. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not much remembrance of what Momo did. So, mm. yeah, no, Momo didn't really do a lot. Uh, I feel like just she didn't click with Tora for, on this show for some reason. Um, and Azumi kind of overtook them. 
Uh, again, once this got going, it was fun, but just the attacks before the bell are just so tiring. Um, and yeah, Mumwa's win because uh, they're probably the more pushed tag team. Um, um, but with that, we're on to the They're also next the best match. tag team, but you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the special singles match between Julia and Mayu Iwatani. Um, I believe, I don't know if it was you who found this out or somebody else, but this was basically like a Hannah tribute match because Mayu was, was her last opponent. Um, and Julia was obviously her last great rival. Um, so these two are obviously both connected to Hannah in many ways. Um, I felt really bad for Julia. She like barely held it together during that pre-match promo. She was very kind of all over the place. Um, she had a line though that was amazing. It was, uh, I'll fight with all my might to reach up to her, um, which I think is amazing. She was really just, you know, you could tell that she wanted to, you know, go out there and have a, you know, a match that would convey all of her feelings. Um, and Mayu, I don't know if you noticed this, but Mayu actually did Hannah's pose during her entrance when she got up onto the to the to the corner. Instead of doing the point straight away, she like put her hands up and dropped them down like Hannah did. Man, just thinking about this match again makes me sad. <laughs> like, oh man, like I got yeah. I got rewatch it because it's like I don't know. Like, I was I was I was too passively watching it that like now it's like I'm I'm thinking about it all. I'm just like, damn, I didn't even like. Um, like, I don't know, like, it, it's all hitting me now. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, yeah. that did happen, man. Uh, you know. To be honest, the, the match itself never got out of second gear. Um, they yeah. really just kind of sleptwalked their way through it, um, which is fair. You're obviously not going to give your best in, uh, to Kofu. Um, but after kind of Julia's comment of like, <laughs> yeah, but after Julia being like, I oh, yes, I will fight with all of my might to reach Hannah and put all of my emotion into this. I was like, oh, they're going to kill it. Um, and yeah, they just kind of sleptwalked their way through it, which is fair. I'm sure Julia had fun. She was playing a really, she was really playing the heel here. Like it was, uh, she would like keep grabbing Mayu by the hair and then the referee would like make her stop. And then she just grabbed the hair again. It was very fun. Um, yeah, this, this never got out of second gear. Um, so, I mean, if you're going to go into this expecting, like, a, a four-star match or whatever, that's not what they were doing at all. Um, the post-match promo then, uh, Julia did most of the talking. Um, and then Mayu, Mayu closed it out. She was, she just said, uh, she was like, Julia, uh, Hannah-chan, everybody here, uh, matinee. And I was like, damn, <laughs> Mayu, you didn't have to do me like that, man. Um. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the thing is that it's like, like I've I've said a million times before, I'm not a big fan of them as a pairing. Uh, but it it is nice that they did this match. Um, just as sort of like a you know, a memorial thing. It was very nice. Uh, I don't know. It 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 it. You're right that this show was hard. Um, to get through. Cause not even because it was like a a like profound like you know there was a ton of you know things that were meant to make you like upset or not upset but make you emotional. It just felt like there was just like this underlying feeling of like man, you know, it, it, it I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. It's a lot easier to describe with the with the matinee show, but with this one, it just felt like it was. I don't know. It just felt 
I feel like this one definitely felt sadder. You know what I mean? Like, even though it wasn't, it wasn't like even a show that was like built around being a memorial show, it just felt a bit more like sad for me um, than the Matinee show. Maybe that's because that show was built around being a happy show. Um, I don't know. It's hard to describe. Yeah, I'm not sure I, uh, I pick up what you're laying down. Um, I don't think it was so much sad. It was it was just nice to see her, you know, comrades, as Julia called it. Uh, her comrades, you know, get to, you know, make little references to her and give the send-off that they never really got to get either. Um, so, yeah, I think... Uh, Maybe it's just, know, like, the nice. the fact that it's more of, like, an underlying feeling more than it is just like the like okay this is the emotions you're going to feel like for the for the Hannah show it's like okay this is like you're entering watching the show knowing that you're probably going to cry you're probably going to get a little sad you're probably going to get a little emotional i feel like this one like i i knew it as soon as i clicked on it i saw the the Hannah um moment of silence i was like man this is going to be hard and then it was like the first goal match it's like oh you know there was a little you know hint there you know there here and there and it just really like wrecked me at a certain point um, I don't know. Maybe it was it was just that. I'm 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 fumbling everything, but no, it's it's okay. I think Julia being so openly emotional about it, yeah, be hit like on a, on a different level because she was clearly you know having a tough time. Um, but I think Mayu's like Mayu just closing off with uh, the matinee really was one of those bits where I had to just sit back and be like, oh goddamn. Um. But yeah, that wasn't the last of the Hannah stuff. Um, but the next match is the main event. Uh, Aphrodite uh, beat the Cosmic Angels team of Mina Shirakawa and Tam Nakano. Um, this is what... Aren't time, they but, you know. Dream H? Oh yes, Dream H. Yeah, they did. They reminded us of that in the, uh, the pre-match. Their pre-match was a bit weird here too. Mina was very on her game as well, entertaining. Um yeah, because um, Tam was like, Mina, why do you fight? And Mina was like, I don't know, I just want to I wanna feel like I left something or something like that. I feel like it was like, oh, I fight because I want to make an impression on the world or something. And I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, that's very, yeah, that's very just like randomly like profound. <laughs> like, <yeah>. like, <laughs> like Mina just comes out saying philosophy shit like, yeah, I don't want to be never remembered. So um, I fight people. Like okay, yeah. Mina, cool. I guess. <laughs> and didn't know uh, that's yeah, what we're getting. She, yeah, and she asked Tam what Tam's reason to fight for was, and Tam was like, "Ah, oh, it's a secret." And I was like, "Of course, that that is very Tam." Um, yeah, the match itself. Um, I was very surprised by how good Mina and Utami were in this because their Cinderella match wasn't all that good, but then here they were just like on the chests off each other, and I was like, "Again, where was this in the Cinderella? What is what was happening?" Um, and yeah, it, it, like, this wasn't a great match. Like, it was, you know, Aphrodite are obviously a really good team. Um, and Mina and Tam aren't bad. Um, but I don't think this ever got to a level of, like, being really good. It was just, like, it was a solid main event. Um, with some good, you know, bits to it. But, uh, yeah, overall, I think this is one that, like, nobody will remember in, like, two weeks' time. Yeah, I, I... Barely remember it now. I fell asleep halfway through this one. Um, that's why I said I gotta rewatch it. I saw the the ending because everybody saw the ending, and um, it, it makes me sad. But uh, yeah, I, I don't remember any of the meat of this match. 
yeah, it was it was definitely forgettable in some ways. But um, after the match, uh, QQ closed the show. Um, I can't remember what order they did this in, but when they did the, you know, bow down to the Queen's thing, they like pointed to the sky and then did the the uh, QQ hand sign. And then uh, Utami had Utami and Sai had like rose petals. I think it was rose petals. Um, yeah. Obviously, they're meant to be flowers, uh, being that you know Hannah is flower, and they threw the flowers up in the air and hugged them. Yeah. And, they... uh, oh man. Yeah, so... and then before they walked through the curtain, actually, like Utami just like straight up just was like waving to the sky, and I was like, ah oh, man. We didn't we didn't mention it, but um. Obviously, Utami always gives her flower out to one typically female member of the crowd. Um, this time she didn't. She just uh, pointed up to this guy and uh, gave it to Hannah. Which that I saw that when I saw the picture of that, like when it happened, I I I was crying because that was af- like that was like what half an hour after uh, Matane was when like you know oh mm. this is what is happening. Um, I saw that and I started fucking bawling my eyes out because i was it just it hit um so yeah she gave the the rose to hannah and then she gave the rose petals as well i, I imagine those that's where the rose petals came from was from that rose because you know. yeah i think i saw her in that cuckoo uh smushing it up to to get the <laughs> um. i love how like there's there's a very intricate way to like get rose petals but wrestlers are just gonna I have them now. I I rip I ripped them out like here rose petals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, that was that was a really really nice thing I think though that they did. Um, I think obviously you have to know that Hannah's name is means flower, but uh, I feel like everybody by this point will know that. Um, and yeah, just them throwing them up into the air and hugging them was really nice. Uh, it reminded me of Chris Wolf's matinee video where she like gave the air a little hug after she yeah. said it. That, that was very cute. Um. Yeah, that was that was the end of the show. Um, wrestling wise, like it's a very nothing show. Honestly, like not a lot was anything more than like solid. But the biggest point of interest from a match point of view was probably Hina Mika. <laughs> like at least like I was interested in that the most, and I ended up probably getting mm-hmm. the most from it. Obviously, it probably wasn't the best match. Uh, it was probably one of the last two, but. Well. I, I got the most out of that match personally. Yeah. As a as um, a wrestling point of view at least. Yes. Um but I think, you know, the overarching vibe of the show was that this was their the Stardom Ross's way of paying homage to, to Hannah. Um it's a tough watch if you are still feeling tender over Hannah. Like it, I'm not gonna like say, Oh, it's a very easy show to get through. Like a lot of the more overt references are definitely difficult to deal with. You know, the Julia and Mayu both were pointing up to the sky after their match. Uh, Julia did the fist bump to Hannah that she did on the first show back after Hannah's death, where she, you know, gave a fist bump to the sky. Um, then obviously the QQ thing uh, really pulls at the heartstrings, and Utami just like waving up to the sky after before she goes through the curtains was very nice too. Um, so it's one where, yeah, if you're still feeling tender over Hannah, it's it's a tough watch. Um, Wrestling-wise, there's not a lot there, but I think it's a, you know, it's it's a show that you can check out if you want to see some more kind of tributes to to Hannah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, I can't really recommend checking it out. 
Yeah. Um. I yeah. It it wasn't much of a of a show. I I slept my way through it, and I have about as much as I would probably say if I watched it with full intent and intrigue. Uh. Yeah. It 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 hit in certain places. You know, it hit harder than even I expected. But I think that it was a a fitting a fitting tribute in only a way that a bushy road stardom can where it's like not like a full-blown tribute show it's just a bit like of a it's it's like a passion thing for the wrestlers you know what i mean it wasn't so much like a okay this is gonna be a a show where we pay tribute it's like no each wrestler was very specific on like i want to do this for hannah you know what i mean and that mm-hmm. in a way it's like it it, it does remind you that it's like damn stardom isn't the little company that like it used to be in the way that like um it was a familiar aspect and i talk about this very frequently it, it doesn't feel as like you know tight-knit and as you know like caring as it used to because now it's ran by a big company but the wrestlers in it are still uh just I don't want to say wonderful people because I'm not going to just pre- like pretend that I know them, but they're still very caring and thoughtful and um, overall wonderful women. So yeah, it was it was a nice tribute to their fallen comrade, as Julia said. Indeed, um, and yeah, with that, uh, there there's no shows this weekend. Um, the Stardom roster gets another weekend off due to COVID cancellations. Um, there was only the award show scheduled for this weekend anyway, but uh, that obviously got rescheduled. Um, we'll be back next week to preview uh, the three shows that are happening um, with you know Kagama's re-debut Saki Kashima being back uh, so we look forward to, to previewing those um, and I think by around that time Matinee, uh, Samurai TV airing of Matinee might be out so I'm going to go back and re-watch uh, the, the main event uh, well the, the two main events because uh, Mio Momono sharing a ring with Hazuki is not something I expected, but it is everything I needed. Uh, that was oh that God. was awe inspiring. Um, that was amazing. But uh, when I noticed they were going to pair off, I literally like started jumping out of my seat. I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, this is happening!" Yeah. So oh, great. Mio was so cool in that match too. She did she, she did so good. Um, yeah, hopefully I got to rewatch those matches. Um, and that is that is our show. Uh, we. I believe we're recording VTG next week. Maybe we'll talk about that after. Week after. But... Week after. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we're going to be late again. But uh... mm. all right. Well, then that that goes that. That kills that, doesn't it? Um, so, yeah, I might as well close the show because I'm rambling now and we've been here for long enough. Um, unless Dylan has any closing remarks. Uh, no. Uh... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, me and Alex were both on Scott's Hannah tribute show. We should probably, I don't think we mentioned that. We probably should have mentioned that at the start, but uh, yes, yeah, we were both on um, Scott's tribute for Hannah. Um, he, we were both the longest interviews, if you couldn't tell, considering that this episode that does not have any preview section has already gone an hour and twenty minutes. Um, I, yeah, I, I talked ad nauseum. Um, started tearing up a little bit, not as much as I did here, because I, I like straight up started crying on the show. I apologize. I don't apologize, you know, deal with it. But um yeah, we, we both did uh we both did really good interviews for, for Scott. I think that Alex did amazing. I think I also did pretty decent. Um and yeah, 
just remember Hannah because she deserves remembering, as I said on Scott's thing, because she is mm-hmm. one of the most charismatic and captivating wrestlers to ever live. So keep her in your thoughts always and never forget the flower that went out of bloom way too soon. Um, yeah, I I think um, definitely check out Scott's uh, show. Uh, you can find him on uh, Wrestling with Edwards on Spotify or anything like that to search for Wrestling with Edwards. Um, it's a two-part special. It was genuinely, like, I listened to it uh, when it came out. Uh, it's a fascinating listen because he gets so many different perspectives. Like, he has the hardcore stardom fans like me, uh, like Dylan. Uh, he has Beth from the Stardust Press podcast. Uh, he has Parker Klein. Uh, who obviously is a very knowledgeable guy about, you know, stardom. Then he has uh, some of our Last Word colleagues, uh, like Brandy, Robbie, and Joseph, who aren't Joshi fans and didn't really know of Hannah before her passing. And I think they offered some of the most interesting perspectives on what her passing has meant to to those outside of the Joshi community. Um, I think Brandy especially was fantastic in uh, everything she said. Um, And then... You know, I think Dylan doesn't give himself enough credit. His part of the episode was my absolute favorite. Um, he he talks about the, I believe it's a, it's a Mexican theory that you like die twice. You know, you you die when you leave this earth and then you die again and nobody is remembers your name. And uh, that was one of the most powerful things I think I've ever heard anyone say. Um, so, you know, definitely it's it's a fantastic podcast. You get so many different perspectives and so many different viewpoints of what happened because there's, you know, when Scott was doing with me, his aim was to kind of just talk about how great Hannah was. But then there's other people there who he's focusing solely on what her death meant. And I think it's so interesting that across the two episodes, you both, you get to both celebrate Hannah and also talk about what her passing meant to people. Um, So definitely give that a listen. Uh, It was a fantastic project by Scott and uh, he did a great job with it. Um, and yeah, definitely listen to Dylan's part, listen to Brandy's part, because uh, they were my favorite bits, um, without doubt. Um, you can probably skip mine, mine sucked, but uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think with that, uh, we will close the show once and for all. Um, so if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Uh, believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Matinee. Matinee. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.